0: Hey, what up, Long Beach? Your boys are back in the building for another big year of covering sports here in the LBC. We love you, Long Beach. We are thrilled to be back for another full athletic season doing the middle schools, high schools, college, everything sports in the 562. You're gonna find it at the562.org we are hip deep already into football season we've got our previews for all of the high school fall sports getting up on the website right now we're covering everything at Long Beach State including some marquee wins for the Long Beach women's volleyball and women's soccer teams basketball just around the corner the schedule just released so it's on you guys it is on and we need your help to be able to cover as much Long Beach sports as possible Uh, I am JJ. He is Mike. He is Tyler. We've been doing this for a while now, and uh, we know when the the leaves are looking nice, and the leaves are changing in Long Beach Sports, and everything seems to be on the up and up. Things are getting a lot better, including the way you can get involved at the562.org, because we can't do it alone, Mike.
1: We've got the subscribe link goes to our brand new GiveButter subscription. We're asking, even if you were signed up on our Patreon subscription, we're asking you to cancel that and subscribe at GiveButter.com. The reason for that is that they let us keep 100% of your donations. Every dollar you give to the 562 is uh, tax deductible because we are a nonprofit. Um, And Patreon kept 15-20% of what you were donating. Um, thank you so much to everyone who supported us over there. But we are asking everyone to move to the GiveButter. Uh, and as JJ said, if you don't do that, then uh, we won't be doing this much longer. So we're hoping that you will choose to come up off of 5 or $10 a month, whatever you can. Um, we all subscribe. Uh, because we believe in, I, I believe in what these two guys are doing. I believe in what our talented uh, freelancers and staff are doing. So please, if you've got that 5 or $10 a month, do sign up. Uh, it is greatly appreciated. It's one to
0: one, right? If we had everybody who clicked on the 562.org one time this year, give us $1. We wouldn't have to fundraise anymore because we're getting huge traffic numbers at the website. People are getting to the content and it's just going to get better if we get more subscribers. Right, Ty?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the the more subscribers we get, the more coverage we'll be able to produce. You know, we've got uh, another group of interns that we'll be hiring very soon uh, for the current school year. So excited about getting them on board and getting out to more games. Um, We have former interns now on staff at the 562. So uh, we're growing locally and we're giving young journalists in Long Beach a a platform and now career opportunities as they start their lives um, covering local sports. And we're just super proud of them and and are excited to continue that on this year. Um, But yeah, get on the Give Butter. There's a link on every story. Um, There's a little button there that you can click. You don't even have to leave the website to sign up. You can do monthly, quarterly, or annual donations or make a one-time donation. And of course, guys, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up our biggest fundraiser every year for nonprofits in Long Beach. Long Beach Gives is this week. Early giving starts September 14th on Thursday. It runs all the way through Long Beach Gives Day, which is uh, Thursday, September 21st. So a bunch of nonprofits in Long Beach trying to raise money uh, during this week of giving. The 562 is no exception. So please share that link with people. Um, if there's, you know, people that you work with or your neighbors or people you go to church with and, and they have a, a reason to care about uh, local uh, journalism and sports coverage, you know, make sure to let them know like, hey, let, let's let's rally around our community and support the people um, that are supporting our kids and, and coaches and teams. And that's, that's how we view ourselves. The five six two is for the people and for the kids, and promoting all these great athletes we have in our city.
1: And the last thing I'll say on that subject before we start talking about our actual podcast topic is: JJ said if everyone gave us, uh, you know, a dollar or two, we'd be good. It's actually if uh, we could get <laughs> our readership to go from 001 percent uh, of people who read the website donate money to zero point one percent. To sign up uh, on the GiveButter, we would not need to spend any time fundraising. That's currently how we spend about half of our time as an organization. Um, So you could make that happen by being the one in 1,000 people who signs up today to give us $5 a month.
2: Imagine how much we could do if all we were doing was covering sports <laughs> and not, you know, the all you know take away some of that other business stuff. That's a great point, Mike. Um, so, yeah, we never want to have anything behind a paywall. We never want to make you log in uh, to, to watch your kid play soccer or play basketball or to read about your classmates. But if you're in a position to donate, please get on and subscribe and, and help us continue to do what we do. And, of course, it's a tax write off.
0: We're also looking for a sponsor for this show that we're going to start doing weekly with a lot of different topics. And the topic this week is, why can't we play full football games? Like we said, we are hip deep in high school football season. And already twice, at Jordan High School and at Sarah High School, where Long Beach Poly was playing last week, they had to cancel the game at halftime because of things happening in the stands. Not on the football field, not involving the football players, but the people either in the stands or trying to get into the stands. Mike, take us to the sideline at Sarah where uh, that game has been absolutely thrilling on the field, but it's also been a problem off the field. We kind of saw this coming, right? Yeah, I, you know, last, uh, t- let see,
1: 2021, I believe, uh, Tyler and I were at the Poly sarah did, did all three of us go to that game, the Poly. sarah Yeah, we State were all three game. there. All three of us went to the Poly Cle- sarah clearly, uh, clearly, I did some memorable stuff on that don't. Um, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what I remember Denver. of the night, to be completely honest with you, was the Hail Mary touchdown that Sarah scored to win the game. And I remember the absolute chaos of a football game that had been oversold, um, that was overpacked. Every time I've gone to a game at Sarah, there has been some sort of commotion in the stands with a big group of kids running from the home side to the visitor side. Um, I discuss with my wife because I bring my son to games. He's on the sideline with me. Like, I will look after him. Um, you know, it is a little bit of a, a scene every time you go there. And that's that's part of what makes it fun. And I think they also don't typically host games like their games against Polly that really stress their um, facilities. But yeah, you know... I rolled up to the game on Friday, Jage. There's, you know, a couple dozen security uh, personnel in the parking lot. And I just kind of chuckled to myself and I was like, that's not going to be enough. (laughs) And sure enough, um, you know, over the course of the game, in the first half, people are saying on the side, on the poly sideline, people are noticing, like, look how many people are in line outside right now. Now, part of the reason the line was so long to get in was they had a security stop. Right. And that's good based on the things that have happened at the game, so...
0: Also, if you don't know the layout at Sarah, uh, you can see the parking lot from the football field if you're in the stands. So seeing the mass of humanity in the parking lot was concerning to the people who were already inside. I, I, would, I would say, like, and, and like... In a small parking lot at that, it is not made. Yeah,
1: I mean, and I would say some of these challenges at Sarah are sort of, like, structural, and then some of them, I do think, fall on their, their administration. But, like... It's not the administration's fault that if you've been to like Milliken or Lakewood's football stadium, you know if you look like towards the scoreboard, you can see that little parking lot right there. Imagine if that was the only entrance into and out of the <laughs> out of the football stadium with stands on both sides. Like that's effectively the setup there, and the
0: parking lot's about the same size. Yeah, and it's not. Uh, it's not. You know. Briar Crest right. out there. It is a major thoroughfare of a Los Angeles uh city. Right. So
2: yeah. But I, I will say, Mike, the the administration didn't just build this facility. That's been the truth of their limitations size-wise. So they weren't blindsided right. by the fact that they don't have a very big field and parking lot, but they should know, because right. everyone knew that there was gonna be a big crowd for the game, because there's always a big crowd for Sarah and Polly. The difference is when it's at Vets. There's plenty of parking. There's plenty of stands to accommodate everyone. And then the security yeah. works. The problem at Sarah is it's too small, and especially when you sell too many tickets.
1: And well, I think and, that's and, the next and, step. Well, and so, so yeah, so like it's not the administration's fault that the campus is built the way it is. But like if you're a school administrator, if you're a reporter, if you're a soldier, or whatever, like you got to fight with the people, who, you got to fight with the army you show up with, right? Like that's the way that your field is constructed. Um, they talked when they hosted Polly for the state game about bringing in extra stands. They didn't bring in any extra stands. Um, so people said, you know, that a lot of the people who were in line were waving tickets, saying, hey, I have tickets to the game, etc." I don't know if that's true or not. I wasn't out there. So I, I can't like definitively say the game was oversold. I know a lot of people felt that way. I think what you No nobody
0: gives physical tickets anymore. They were probably waving the screens of their no, that's phones. What they that were doing. That, that's what it. people
1: were saying was like, oh, I have this ticket. So but then like I don't know if that's does that mean people snuck in and they didn't oversell it. I like I have no idea. What I do know is there's a huge group of people in the parking lot. At some point when they announced the stadiums at capacity were not letting anyone else in. A huge group of people – and I've seen – there's a ton of video going around on TikTok for anyone who chooses to go look it up. Um, Mostly teenagers. A huge group of people rush the gate, and they got in. They got through the gate because that's what happens when a huge group of people hits a gate that is um, not bolted into the ground, You know, that's that's, uh, opened or whatever. So a bunch of people get in. They start running around. We could see from the field people running back and forth like around that entrance – Almost immediately, there's a police helicopter overhead that's shining a light down on, um, on that area. There's police quickly out on the field and in the parking lot trying to clear the area. Um, some of the other reporters who are on the Sarah sideline have uh, images on Twitter and social media that you can see of police in riot gear. They were going through there with beanbag guns, shields, and helmets on um, just to try and clear the area out. They weren't able to clear the area out. And so the police, the, uh, the, um, Gardena police department told Sarah, we cannot allow you to start this football game up because we, we don't have a control of the situation around it. Um, and so the game was called off, uh, to this point of, you've got to use the facilities that you've got. Um, I grew up in long beach in the nineties. This used to be a huge problem at vets. It was a huge problem at vets because vets only has stands on one side a lot of football facilities in Long Beach are that way. But when we travel around, we see most football stadiums have sort of a natural barrier between a home crowd and a road crowd. Vets didn't have that. And back in the day, it was a real issue of people sort of crossing over in the stands. There's always fights in the stands. So at the time when things were really hectic, Tyler, I'm sure you remember this, they put those sawhorses that you use to block streets off right down the middle of vets. And so if you were on the home side, yes, you're on the same side of the field as the visiting side, but you couldn't interact with them other than yelling over these sawhorses that kind of force you to have some separation. I think it's just a similar deal as Sarah. Like, there's nothing you could do. Like, this is the facility you have. You can't um, put sawhorses down the middle saying... Allowing more people in. So it just clearly has to be the case that these big games cannot be hosted there and need to be at Elko or some other um, neutral site.
2: It's as if someone had mentioned that the last time there was going to be a PolySera game and saying that they shouldn't have it on campus. And then two games later, here we go again. Um, so I. You can Google the definition of insanity if you'd like, but I won't repeat it for you. Um, But yeah, let's, if you're ever going to host a big game again, please do it at a junior college so that you can actually play the whole football game. And then also let's make a point too, because even with those breakdowns, right, even when things go horribly wrong, whether we could have predicted it, not predicted it, whether it was oversold or it wasn't, we got to the point where there was conflict and there was too many people outside. Let's... Let's all take a minute and say, maybe instead of thinking about my own situation, let's think about the kids and the athletes, which is what we're there for, right? I thought we learned during the pandemic how valuable high school sports was and how uh, we cherished it and how we would drive out to Chino to make it happen on a carpet. (laughs) You know, like there was a lot of things that were done to bring high school sports back. And the fact that we've seen two weeks in a row, half of a high school football game get taken away it just really rubs me the wrong way man so like i know people have a right to be furious if they bought a ticket and were denied entry i totally get why that's total bs and why you'd be mad about that but um you know rushing the field creating that situation getting into fights um it's it's just not <laughs> it's not the right way to handle that situation and it's a really really a bummer to see You know, families and kids that only have so many Friday Night Light opportunities, you know, to play with their their friends and their brothers and teammates, um, to have those cut short and taken away, um, it just really bothers me. So I just feel like collectively we all have to do better and remember what we're there for and what the priorities should be with amateur athletics.
0: Well, it's not surprising to me that a bunch of people showed up. To your point, Tyler, you're right. These are high school kids who got events taken away from them, uh, from them by the COVID-19 pandemic. It's also a freaking sideshow out there every year. So if you're a high school kid and high school kids are going to show up and flood the 7-Eleven parking lot, guess where you're going to be on Friday night? I think this thing just needs to move to a neutral location. I think both teams should split the parking. Uh, both Everybody makes money. Everybody's safe. Do it at Elco, do it at anywhere, literally, other than where they've been doing it. Even the game that they played when we came back from the pandemic at Cabrillo didn't have those problems because, like Mike said, it's two different sides. But yeah, get this thing in a neutral location. Everybody shares the money. Everybody's safe. I feel like this is a real easy fix for a lot of games where people know things might happen there. Let's get in front of this stuff as opposed to being reactionary. That's my take.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I think that's always like whether you're planning to cover a game, you're planning to play in a game, or you're planning to be an administrator for a game. Once the thing starts, there's nothing you can do, right? You either charge your battery before the game to film it, or you didn't, (laughs) you know, you you either got a stadium of the right size. You can't move it once the game has been started, like JJ is saying. So, yeah, you know, but I echo what Tyler said. It's just very frustrating. And Polly was not the only team that lost a half a game. Jordan lost the second half of their game as well last week. Um, I don't remember ever, uh, you know, games being shortened by anything other than weather in, in our time playing, like for footballs, and the, so for this to happen, lights. Power, yeah, I was just going to say, lights off. the lights turned off. Yeah. Have gone out <laughs> <and Tony laughs> yeah, the lights like, have gone out. Of t- <laughs> but I, but I guess my point is, I can't remember it being something that happened in the game. I mean, I guess there was a, I guess there was a fight in a football game that I covered where there was like a couple minutes left, and the refs were like we're done. Everyone's gone. I, I covered a
0: high school basketball playoff game. At yeah. Wilson A few months ago that didn't finish, but
1: for it to be off field activity, canceling these games for these Polly and Jordan kids like that, uh, it, it does. It really bothers me too. Like you only get so many games in a season, especially in football and to lose half of one, it sucks. I mean, it's like, it's not right. And it's especially not right for it to be the behavior of other kids who aren't playing. Um, you know, this Jordan situation we ran into, um, you know, there's fights in the stands, somebody, uh, you know, somebody, I think someone shouted that they saw a gun from our understanding of the situation. There was not one. Um, the three of us weren't there. We weren't in the stands. I'm not saying I know hundred percent what happened, but obviously when people hear someone yell that word, they run and they're afraid. And mm-hmm. that kind of cued off, um, you know, a situation where the officials just said, you know what? we're banging this, uh, it, it's it's over, which I know a, a lot of people at Jordan were upset about, and I understand that. Like, if you are able to safely carry on with a game, you want to do that. And it doesn't sound like it was like situation like at, at the Sarah game where it was like everyone was completely overwhelmed, you know?
2: Yeah, and, and obviously, you know, you have to take threats like those seriously, you know, in the, the world that we're all living in that maybe wasn't the world we were living in 30 years ago. Um, and safety, of course, has to be the number one priority, right? So if you have... You know, like Mike said, we didn't have any verifiable evidence to report that there was any weapons or anything or guns in the stands. But if someone hears that or believes that, of course, they're going to naturally take off running. Right. So um, and safety has to be the most important thing. But, you know, you're looking at this senior class. You know, I remember. that as a freshman, we were talking about noodles, Josh uh, Joshua Kaysen at Poly, uh, and the first time we saw him was you know during that season that never happened, and um, you know now to be senior year and losing part of games for a different reason is just um, you just really hate to see that, and you you want opportunities for kids to get film, you know, for both Sarah and Polly, those are really valuable games against yes. other like potential college athletes and so are, you know you are could be taking money off the table for these kids to to come in and prove themselves and, and maybe get a scholarship and change their lives so there's just so many layers to this and um, you know we just <laughs> have to be better all the way around to you know not just do dumb stuff if you're going to do dumb stuff do it on your own time don't have it affect uh, you know all these people that spend hours and hours and weeks and months preparing to play these games
0: or wait till after the game <laughs> Or that, yeah. (laughs) Also an option. Well, after the game, hopefully it finished, you can get to the 562.org and check out all of our coverage of everything we just mentioned. You can also interact with us. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're all over the place and you can get it going with the local community. About a little bit of everything. We've got another huge week of more league football games. It is the local teams playing each other this week. So we're going to have big previews for those available at the website. Please, like we said, smash that subscribe button. Spread the word. A little bit of love to the 562.org is a lot of love to the rest of the Long Beach sports and education community. So for Mike and for Tyler and for JJ and for everybody else at the website and in this community, we love y'all and we'll see you in the stands.